internet what is up i hope everybody enjoyed last week's podcast okay let's cannonball into business stuff this episode of the podcast is yes once again brought to you by me and we are here to talk about patreon okay we got big things going on at patreon we've got youtube started and we've got patreon to support that so if you like our youtube page okay at lone element of course you go over there and you're like, oh, wow, I like this content. If you want to help support that content and make it amazing and you love the podcast and what's going on here, then go over to Patreon and jump on Patreon. We've got lots of tiers. I've got a broad spectrum set up to support whatever financial bracket you fall into. Okay, Our first tier is Underway. It's called Underway. It's five bucks a month. What you get for five bucks a month? You get exclusive access to full-length video interviews. Like, we've started doing video interviews. Okay, this Weapons Free Wednesday, for example, the full-length video is going to be on Patreon. If you guys want to watch, Kato and I chop it up. Audio is always going to be free, so you'll be able to f- jump on Spotify or Apple. Podcasts are always going to be free. Okay, but if you want to watch the video portion of this, you'll be able to catch the highlight clip on YouTube. But if you want the full-length interview slash episode, you got to jump on Patreon and sign up for 5 bucks a month. In addition, that'll give you a monthly live Q&A where I get everybody gathered up on Patreon and we do a live Q&A and then we record it. So if you miss it, you can't make it, I post the recorded session to Patreon. Then you'll get exclusive posts, photos, and articles, stuff that I post, pictures, all the things. I write articles from time to time about preparedness and readiness and training, mindset, and different tips and tricks and hacks. All right, our next uh, tier is going to be the patrol base. That's 10 bucks a month. That gets you the full-length video interviews. That gets you monthly live Q&A, recorded live Q&A, access to post photos and articles. But then in addition, what that gets you is access to the Signal group chat and then a sticker pack. So you get a sticker pack with 12 stickers in it, and then you will get access to the Signal group chat, which means you can jump in there and you can push the button and get a hold of me anytime. Now, my competition out there, or my peers in the industry, I should say, they're charging 50 to 100 bucks a month for direct access. Nope, not me. 10 bucks a month. You'll get access to the Signal group chat. You'll be able to ping me anytime you want with any questions. All right, next tier. And this is our best value and our most popular. It's 25 bucks a month. And this is called the Mission Prep Team Room. It's called Team Room, but we do the Mission Prep stuff in there. What you will get with that is exclusive access to full-length videos. You get the monthly live Q&A, recorded Q&A, exclusive post videos, photos and articles, sticker pat, access to the Signal group chat, bonus video episodes, Tradecraft, okay? And what I do in the Tradecraft videos is we talk about tips, tricks, and hacks for gear, travel, packing, guns, equipment, you name it. We've got tips and tricks that we do in video. Uh, I think the last one we put up was gun painting, which also just went up on YouTube. And then I think we did another one on like what's in my range box. So if you are into that type of thing, that type of content, sign up for the $25 a month. And then also that gets you a free loan element hoodie. So there's a lot of value there. You get a hoodie, you get stickers, you get extra videos, you get access to the signal group chat. It's a pretty good deal. That's our best and most popular value on the site. Then last tier, in this in the stack tier, you get all the aforementioned things, but the cherry on the cupcake for the in the stack, which is 50 bucks a month, is after you've paid into it for six months, you get a training class hosted by me, a firearms training class or low light or force on force training class 
of your choice, which we're going to be getting those up and rolling here pretty soon. Got some exciting things going on with our good friend, Brittany May. We're going to be doing some joint courses with her going into winter and spring of 23. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Well, that takes care of business stuff. So now you guessed it, folks. It's that time. It's fucking Wednesday. And it's time for Weapons Free Wednesday, so let's fucking G-O. Cause I'm so fucking good! Hey, hey, get some, man, hey! Get some! Get some! Get some! Get some, get some, come on! Get in, come on! Get some, get some, yeah, yeah, yeah! I got you, motherfucker! Ha ha! Internet. What is up? Greetings from down under. We are... Still on vacation in Australia, and as it turns out, I cannot completely get away from doing work while I'm on vacation. So, Cato was polite enough to send me an email, or actually a text reminder, and say, hey, um, we need to get a weapons-free Wednesday done and uh, before you get back. So, we're going to go ahead and knock that out right now. It's, uh, what time is it here? My time-space continuum is fucked. It's noon here. No, I'm lying. It's 11.45 a.m. Uh, on Wednesday. So technically I'm in the future. I don't know how that works, but here we are. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and kick off weapons free Wednesday. We've got a batch of really good questions here. I'm going to go ahead and go through them. Uh, one of our listeners got a hold of me and unfortunately I couldn't because I get absolutely nuked in the DMS, uh, by people messaging me constantly. And I lost the actual DM. Apologize to whoever sent this. Uh, he said, the, the question was basically, hey, what do you do on the range if somebody has an accidental discharge or a uh, negligent discharge? Because I had a girl that came out to the range and she had an ND and I smoked her doing burpees until she couldn't do them anymore. And my friends approached me and said that that was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. So here's what I would say to that. Um, that's probably a lesson she will never forget and will certainly not repeat. So I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because having an accidental discharge or negligent discharge could cause somebody to die. So you can pull an Alec Baldwin, um, by breaking the weapon safety rules and fucking smoke checking somebody and killing them. So it's, uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. So the fact that you smoked this chick down until she couldn't do burpees anymore, I hope she's wearing a play carrier because that would have made it even more lovely of an experience. Uh, it would, she's not going to forget that. Okay. She was probably really embarrassed. And then the fact that you absolutely destroyed her is not necessarily a bad thing. So your friends that are like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Okay. Well, I think shut, shut the fuck up and sit down. Okay. And especially since realistically, if you're running the line and you're running the range, you're ultimately responsible. So if somebody gets fucked up on your watch, it's your fault too. So I would say that you doing that is not necessarily a bad thing. How I particularly handle those situations is I have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to negligent discharges and you get a, you get one warning if you flag somebody. So if I see you flag somebody unintentionally, you know, point your weapon at them because you're not paying attention to where your muzzle's at and violating, you know, one of the core safety rules, which is don't never point a weapon at anything you do not intend to kill or destroy. Um, you 
will get a warning, and if I see you flag somebody else again, you get kicked off the range. If you have a negligent discharge, I have a zero tolerance policy for that. So what I usually do, Will, is I will stop the student, I will have them immediately unload their weapon, I will then hold their weapon, I will then make them do 10 burpees, you know, enough to embarrass them a little bit, get their heart rate up a little bit, but I don't, I won't smoke them to failure. And then I kick them off the range. Like they're, they're done training for the day. If you have an indie, you get smoked just a little bit and then you're done training. You have to go home and you don't get a refund. So like if I'm, if I'm running the course and you've paid me and you've come out and it's day one, you, and you have an accidental discharge or negligent discharge, you are done and you don't get a refund. Okay. And that's just my policy. And that's in my policies and procedures for when people sign up for courses, it's in my waivers and all of that stuff. So people know that's, that's, what's going to happen. So I, I would say you weren't wrong. There's just many ways to skin a cat and realistically, like what is the most important part is that you seared into her brain, the importance of safety and, you know, pain retains pain retains a lesson as we used to say in the Marine Corps. So if you get your, you know, if you get smoked super, super hard for, you know, fucking up something that's detail oriented, you will never make that mistake again. So I don't think it was a bad thing at all. So I hope that answers that question. So then we've got a variety of other questions here. Uh, they're really good. Okay. Cool. Next question. What do you think is the limit capability wise of the weapons the U.S. or the West will send to Ukraine and why? I don't think there's any limit. Like I think we, we were dumb enough to send all of our cutting edge, like, you know, cutting edge uh, equipment to the Afghans. So why wouldn't we send cutting edge equipment to the Ukrainians, which I, I think is a mistake because you're, you've always got to keep in your mind that you could potentially be outfitting your future enemies. So, which is the case, which is what happened. So, all the dudes that survived the Taliban takeover joined the Taliban and they had our training and they had our equipment. Um, those that fled the country, you know, left their equipment behind and the Taliban has that equipment now. So you've always got to keep in mind that your equipment, if you turn it over to uh, a, any of your, any of your equipment, if you turn it over to an, an ally, that ally could potentially become a future enemy or they could, they, they could, you know, be killed or surrender that equipment to a, a pure adversary, which is what happened. Um, and now we've got the Russians are going into Afghanistan and looking for Taliban volunteers to come fight in Ukraine. And they're also going in and buying our old equipment that we left there. Uh, and we, we, they had all of our cutting, you know, a lot of our cutting edge stuff. So, yeah, you know, we gave them, they had helicopters, they had jets, they had, um, what else did they have? They had all of our cutting edge, small arms, uh, you know, machine guns, rifles, suppressors, IR lasers, night vision goggles, thermal imagers, like they had everything. So, and they knew what all of our SOPs were because, you know, we trained them in that. So they, they knew our TTPs and our SOPs. So I would say once again, going back to the, uh, you know, the, the failed Afghan withdrawal, which was horrific and awful and completely mismanaged. I don't think that there is any limit to what these guys will do. Also, we've got military leadership that is responsible for bungling that, that is now making decisions on behalf of the Ukraine situation, which all of those guys should have been fired. 
Okay, Austin should have been fired. Millie should have been fired. McGuire should have been fired. Uh, the battalion commander that didn't secure his men uh, on the airfield and caused them to be killed by a VBID when they had the intelligence at hand because he let the State Department, who are notoriously terrible decision makers, make decisions. So I don't think it, it's all about money. It's all about the military industrial complex. And it's uh, this big, huge axe to grind with Russia that the Democratic Party is super beating the war drum hard now. And uh, they're going to, I don't think there's any limit to what kind of munitions or technology we will send to Ukraine, unfortunately. So hope that answers that question. Question, next question. Question three. I think we're on question three. Where the fuck are you and why haven't you posted any cool Aussie wildlife and scenery pics for your listeners' amusement? Great question. And the answer is, fuck you, I'm, I'm on vacation. That's why. Because I produce content as what I, it's what I do. So I'm producing content 24-7. I came over here to Australia on vacation. I'm in Sydney. To answer your question, it's absolutely breathtaking here. This is one of the most awesome places I've been. I'm a little bit sad that it's taken me this long to get down here, but it's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely awesome here. And I love it here. And I can't thank my Australian friends and hosts enough. Philip, thank you so much for your invitation to come down here and, um, for hosting me while I'm here. I'm actually Philip's flat right now on the beach looking at, I can see the beach from this window right here. So, uh, really gorgeous place. Amazing place. Uh, Australian food, absolutely amazing. And Americans sit down and come to terms with the fact that our coffee, in fact, sucks. Like the Australians do a remarkably better job at coffee than we do. I had to learn how to order. There are flat whites and there are long blacks and there's like all kinds of ways to order your coffee here. And I had to learn the vernacular and learn, learn ex exactly how to order it. But now that I have mastered that, the coffee is absolutely outstanding here. The quality and the consistency from shop to shop is really, really good. I don't know what the coffee market is like here in terms of where they grow their beans or, you know, what, how they source their beans or roast them, but they, the coffee here puts our coffee to shame. So America, I'm sorry. We definitely don't do the best coffee. Uh, the bay has been absolutely beautiful. We've been out on the boat several times. It's been it's been awesome. Like I can't say enough great things about this place. I I really love it here, and the Australian people have been cordial and polite, and have taught me new ways to use the word cunt. So it's just it's it's been a win all the way around. So it's been fantastic. So that's where I'm at. I'm on vacation. I took my first vacation in eight years. I hadn't been on vacation since 2015, uh, in which I was, went on a biking trip in Italy, which was also a very fantastic experience, but have been heavy on the grind for the last eight years and have not gone on a vacation, so to speak. So here I am down under, and it's been absolutely delightful. I can't say enough good things about this place. If you get a chance or if you're looking for a place to go travel and go on vacation, I can't recommend Australia enough. It's fantastic here. And the exchange rates, it's good. So check those things out. And uh, if you come down here, you will, I promise you, you'll have a, a fantastic time. Okay. Next question. Question four. What do you think is 
what do you think is now the greatest threat to the U.S. internally and externally? Okay, so really easy question to answer. Externally is definitely the Chinese. Okay, and we are seeing that more and more now where China, you know, they just flew spy balloons over the U.S., which I like to remind people, like, that could have been a test run for EMP, weaponized EMPs. So I think preparation will continue to be very important for Americans that are living in isolated rural areas. If a Chinese EMP balloon were to happen to fly over the states and they were to nuke our electrical grid, I think you should be prepared for that. I'm going to take preparations for that. There's things that I'm looking at from Faraday bags to uh, particular hardware things that you can attach to your vehicle to help isolate the electrics, uh, electrical system in case that happens. Because uh, the Chinese definitely have EMP weapons, the Russians definitely have EMP weapons, and we definitely have EMP weapons. So I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility since all of the big kids are starting to, uh, you know, push each other around the lunchroom a little bit. I think it's a good idea for Americans to uh, shore up some of these things and safeguard themselves because if any of that were to happen or just if a war is to break out with China, you know, it, it could cause really, really terrible supply chain problems in the United States. And those supply chain problems in heavily populated areas are going to lead to massive amounts of violence. So once again, Protect yourselves. Once again, prepare. Have food, have water, have fire making capability, have a plan to run your household if you don't have electric appliances available. Like, how are you going to stay warm? Um, how are you going to get water out of the tap? Things like that. Okay, because most things run on electric pumps. So keep those, keep those things in mind. Uh, if you haven't read Unrestricted Warfare, read it. If you haven't read The 100 Year Marathon, read it. If you haven't read Stealth Warfare, read it. Okay. Also take a look and pay close attention with a grain of salt. If it's mainstream media, do some research, dig down a few layers, but pay attention to what's going on. Like we've got the Chinese flying spy balloons over our country. We've got the Chinese that have now openly said that they're going to support the Russians in their, uh, uh, efforts in Ukraine. And we responded by that very stupidly, in my opinion, by sending troops to Taiwan to train the Taiwanese. So if you missed that little blurb, um, because you were too busy checking out what the Kardashians were wearing, the, uh, the, the Chinese and Americans are, are banging heads more than they have, I think, ever in recent history. So it's, it's becoming more blatant. It's becoming more mainstream out in the open. And if you pay attention to that, it's not leading to anything good. So they will continue to play their games on their agenda. Read those three books. And we will continue to be behind the power curve. Uh, internally, what I think is a huge problem is the polarization of Americans. Americans are spoiled cunts who are so, so privileged. All of them are so privileged that they want to sit around on social media with, you know, Wi-Fi and you know, hot water and a refrigerator full of groceries. And they're so bored that they want to just judge each other constantly instead of doing things to make their themselves, their families or their communities better. And what I see is just this, this polarization of the right of the left playing right into the Chinese, uh, playing right into the Chinese hands, playing right into their, their, 
their strategy, which is to polarize and divide and assist with that. That's why there's Russian bots and Chinese bots all over social media that aren't real humans. Yeah, newsflash, if you're not savvy on social media, there's these things called bots and they will, they are programmed to identify uh, conflicting speech and political speech with keywords in a particular thread and then they will join that thread and then they will continue to like polarize and throw gas on the fire. So if you're not aware that that kind of stuff happens, maybe wake the fuck up because AI is a thing and um, it's being weaponized by the Chinese and by the Russians. So pay the fuck attention to what's going on, essentially. Uh, also internally, the, uh, the progressive left agenda to continue to make gender identity politics a thing is just, it's just continuing to rip the country apart. So uh, I, I'm a big firm believer in that nobody's fucking special, okay? I'm not special. I don't consider myself special. People are like, oh, you're a privileged white man. Well, okay, if that's what you think, that doesn't bother me, and I disagree with that because I grew up, I, I grew up uh, in a trailer park uh, playing with cat shit and fucking little plastic green army men in my sandbox outside in the yard. So I, I, you know, there was times where we couldn't afford groceries, and so my mom would, like, fucking make us you know, some fake hot chocolate and light a candle and tell us ghost stories to keep us distracted from the fact that we were hungry and didn't have food. So there, there, you can say whatever you want about me. The point I'm trying to make is like, nobody's special. Okay. I, I think everybody's awesome. I think black people are awesome. I think Asians are awesome. I think, in, you know, Indians dot and feather are awesome. I think everybody's awesome. Gays are awesome. Trans people are awesome. And as the great Dr. Martin Luther King said, I think I will judge everybody by the content of their character and not the color of their skin or their sexual orientation. Okay. As long as you're not having sex, trying to have sex with children, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Okay. And as long as what you're doing is not harming me or infringing on my constitutional rights, I do not care what you're doing. Okay. And that's just the libertarian in me. So I think this political infighting and this polarization of America is, is one of the greatest threats. Also, uh, you know, the border, the border being unsecured and we've just been able, like just massive amounts of, of people streaming across our border. Like we have, I think the last numbers I took a look at is we've got like 3 million people in the last year in 2022, 3 million people came into the country illegally. So that's a huge problem. And it's a huge problem that our Southern border is unsecured because the Chinese are aiding the cartel in smuggling fentanyl over the border and the fentanyl crisis is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So we've got some big problems internally and externally. So I hope that answered that question. We're on to the next one. Thoughts on the future of Western states, climate change, water shortages, weather patterns, what you've experienced and future concerns. So here's what I would say. I'm not a climate change denier at all. However, I'm confused about if the planet's getting warmer, why we're still having record snowfall in some areas. And I'm not a meteorologist or, or any type of environmental scientist, so I would love to be educated. I would love it if somebody would sit me down and really tell me why that's the case, because I'm, I'm concerned about like why we are, you know, I, common sense would say you can't keep pumping millions of pounds of carbon into the atmosphere and not have some kind of fucking issue 
um, with the climate. However, if the if the weather's if the planet is getting hotter and we're now cooking ourselves, why are we still having record snowfall in certain spots in the world? Record cold climate conditions. So, and and then on the other end of the spectrum, we're having record, you know, high temperature conditions as well. I'm not versed on climate change, so I couldn't speak to that, but we did see a really dry year last year where I'm from, and we did see uh, the Snake River was probably about as low as I've seen it, but now this year we've had two to three times the amount of snowfall as that we had last year. So, I don't know. The climate's a tricky thing. It's cyclic. I don't know that much about it. I'm a fucking idiot, basically, when it comes to any climate science, so if there's anybody out there that wants to educate me, I'm all ears because I would love to learn more about it so that I can speak more uh, in more of an educated form and fashion on that topic. Okay, let me see here. Next question. What creative cool shit have you discovered recently? New books, music, designers, etc. Uh, let me see here. I don't know. Artwork-wise, I... I don't know. I love art, as everybody knows. So, but I haven't really scouted any new artists, so to speak, lately. Um, so yeah, uh, in terms of books, the last book I read was Crisis of Command by uh, Stu Scheller, who I have planned to come on the podcast, and that's probably going to happen as soon as I get back from uh, as soon as I get back from this trip. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try and find a time to get him on sometime in March. Uh, he agreed to come on. We just couldn't make schedules click last fall because of holiday plans and, and his travel schedule and whatnot. So I read his book, Crisis of Command. It's really good. He's got a lot of great points in it. He illuminates some of his uh, stories from Afghanistan and his time there. And uh, really great book. Can't recommend it enough. So if you haven't picked that up or you haven't downloaded that on uh, Audible or on iBooks yet, go ahead and go check out uh, Crisis of Command. It's a it's a fantastic it's a fantastic book. So really excited to get Stu on the podcast and talk to him about uh, about his book. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> I'm assuming that you have a rant about scout snipers being eliminated by the Marine Corps. What, what do you think? Yes. Um, fucking dumb. Okay. Fucking dumb. I served in a scout sniper platoon during my first enlistment in the Marine Corps. And I, you know, passed, I passed in doc. I went to the platoon, um, was a pig, didn't get a chance to go to sniper school and ended up, you know, by the time I rotated out of my first deployment or my first tour, it was Clinton era. Nothing was going on. I wanted to give civilian life a chance. Uh, so I got out of the Marine Corps, but I was, a, I was in a sniper platoon, uh, from at second time, fourth Marines from 95 to or 96 to 99, roughly, um, passed the, passed the NDOC as a, as a private first class and then was in the platoon until I was a NCO and, uh, was an assistant team leader and then ended up getting out and going to, uh, the pool to finish out my last, uh, six months as a water survival instructor. And then I, and then I got out of the Marine Corps <clears throat> for my first tour. So I am very fluent in the ways of Marine Corps, the Marine Corps sniper. And, um, they're a fucking needed organic asset. You can't, there's not enough. I, I don't know why they think that they can, you know, eliminate snipers out of the, out of the Marine Corps when 
they are experts in precision fires and long range marksmanship. Like every Marine, first of all, there's a fallacy in the Marine Corps. Every Marine is not a rifleman. Uh, those of us that are O311s and are riflemen, um, we're trained to engage point targets from roughly zero to 500 meters. So I don't, you know, snipers are, you know, trained to engage from point targets from zero to a thousand meters with precision specialty weapon systems. Okay. The, the Marine Corps infantry does not have any organic small arms that can produce what is standard issue for Marine snipers. And I'm talking about in the regular line companies, like line companies are not issued bolt action rifles. They're not issued, you know, uh, anti-material weapons like the 50 cal, um, they're just, they're, they're not, those are, those are weapon systems that require a special degree of training and qualification on IE scout sniper school. Not only that, the Marine infantry battalion would be giving up its organic reconnaissance assets because snipers are, do more than, you know, provide long range precision fire on select targets. They, they do, you know, they do reconnaissance, they do route recce, they do, um, all, all types of, of reconnaissance. And that is the battalion's reconnaissance asset. You know, they're the, they're the forward eyes for the battalion out in the field. And they're just not enough reconnaissance Marines in the Marine Corps that if we were to go into a large scale conflict again, especially with pure adversaries, uh, there's not enough recon Marines to go around and support every single rifle company in the Marine Corps to provide reconnaissance and precision fire. There's just, there's not, it's just, it's not. So why somebody would even want to entertain eliminating scout snipers like it's just it's the most asinine concept and i would really i would really love to whittle down and know who whose idea that was so that i can tell them that they're a fucking idiot to their face and <clears throat> i would really like to I, i'm gonna have to do some research and i'm gonna have to find out who this is and who proposed this and and I want to hear their argument or their justification on why. And I think it's something, it's a, it's a great topic that I think that I will reserve for also bouncing off of Stu Scheller and talking to him about when he comes on the podcast, because it's pretty much, it's one of the most ridiculous things that I've, I've ever heard the Marine Corps say is that they're going to get rid of scout snipers, which are the Marine scout sniper is iconic in the Marine Corps and has been since, since the Vietnam war. So why we would want to get rid of, you know, uh, an or the, a rifle battalion's organic reconnaissance asset and precision fire asset is it's, it's not only asinine, but it's just, it, I, I can't believe that it's even been put on the table as something to be considered. So yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. So that said, uh, I think that was our last question. I think I answered six questions. So that wraps up this Weapons Free Wednesday. Short and sweet. And the majority, the, the, or the big reason for that is because I'm on vacation and I'm trying to relax and enjoy the beach and enjoy my vacation, which I haven't been able to do very easily because I've had other work things bubbling up and happening. So that's, that's just the, that's the price of admission for owning your own company and running your own company when it comes to product development and doing all the things relative to that. There's supply chains that have to be managed. There's people that have to be managed. There's communications that have to go back and forth with customers and with vendors. And that's just kind of the way it is. So I'm going to get back to enjoying vacation. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this round of Weapons Free Wednesday, and we will see you guys next week when we drop the episode with uh, my man Ivan Loomis from Kit Badger that we did at SHOT Show 2023. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Be looking for that. If you haven't gone over to Patreon yet and signed up for Patreon, we've got uh, four different tiers over there uh, for pricing. We're doing cool stuff over there, lots of exclusive content. All the video interviews are exclusive on Patreon. So if you want to watch me interview uh, you know, any of my guests, you got to be on Patreon. Otherwise, you're just going to get the teaser clip off of YouTube or off of uh, Instagram. So that being said, I hope you guys are having a fantastic middle of the week. It is hump day. Get the fuck over hump day and get on to the tail end of the week. And I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. And I will be back stateside on Sunday. And back at it with you guys next Monday when we drop the Ivan Loomis Kit Badger episode. So enjoy that. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Anyone who runs is a BC. Anyone who stands still is a well-disciplined BC. Ha, ha, ha.